0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 407, and today I am excited once again because I get to share a real story with you from one of our TAS listeners, and I love doing this because you guys know we are a strong community that's out there really trying to help each other, inspire each other, and really help each other get to the next level. And, uh, well, I have to say, this came from an email that was sent to me by one of you, one of our TAS listeners, and his name is Justin Huang, and here is what the email said, just to kind of give you a little context. It says, thank you, Scott, for helping us reach 400,000 in sales year to date. Well, that got my attention, and uh, I'll just read the, read the email to you really, really quickly, and then what I'm going to do is let you listen to this conversation that I had with Justin, and you're going to hear how he went from $20,000 to $400,000. And that's not even for a complete year. The first year was 20,000 actually it was about 22-ish, 22 ish, 22,000 ish. And now since uh, the beginning of this year, they're up to about four hundred thousand already in revenue, so he's going to have a pretty solid year. And you're going to hear a lot of the ups and the downs, and what he's realized since starting the business, and then also how now mindset really does come into playing a, a pretty important role in growing. But here is what the email said from Justin: it "says Hey, Scott, just wanted to write and thank you, or, th- or write you a thank you letter from the bottom of my heart. I started listening to your podcast around a year and a half ago, and have been." Been going through the grind ever since. We were able to find a market niche and scale for the past couple of months, both in the US and EU markets. I have an EU partner who does roughly similar numbers year to date. Currently, we are battling some issues on the business side thing of side of things, or the business side of things, if I can read here, but I am confident to solve these challenges as I'm firmly uh believing that these struggles in life are what mold or help mold us as persons and our character uh, throughout this journey. Would love to share a bit of our lessons and failures to give back to the community um, if you think it's appropriate. And he says, Justin from Taiwan. So he gave a little snapshot as far as his screenshot, which was kind of mind-blowing, $421,000 in change. And the average, uh, sale is $14 and 90 cents. So I'm going to dig into all of the nitty gritty with Justin. Uh, of course, that's what I wanted to do here because, uh, while well, this email only told ta- only told a small portion of the story and I really wanted to dig in and you can hear there's, there's some different things that he does when finding products and really tapping into trends and, and, and all of that stuff. And I'm not going to give it all away, but really great conversation. We also talk about some mindset stuff and, uh, and just about how we can compound those effects of getting some type of result and uh, you can hear also from his story that he's dealt with this stuff through his entire life and uh you know just how things really happen to then move us forward to the next thing and in this case it's going from twenty thousand to four hundred thousand so enough talking right let's go ahead and listen to this amazing conversation that I had with one of our own one of our TAS members. Justin Huang. Well, hey, Justin, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. What's up, man? How you doing?
1: Hi, good. Um, I'm calling from Taiwan right now, actually. So that's I'm pretty crazy. Good. Yes. Yes. Sir. Yeah, we
0: are. Uh, I think you said we're about 7000 miles apart right now.
1: Yes. Well, to fly to New York, it's around like almost 20 hours. So Wow. Wow.
0: That is that I'm not in New York anymore. But if I was, that's still crazy. I'm in South Carolina, so it's still pretty close to that. So <laughs> it's a long ways. Let's just say that, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So what time is it there right now? How many hours? Uh, are we right,
1: right now, um, it's actually 12 hour exact. If you oh, can count that? in the daylight savings or not. But right now, it's okay. 10 PM in Taiwan.
0: OK, yeah. And it's 10 a.m. here. So, yeah. yes, cool. All right. Awesome. Well, OK, now I just want to give people a little bit of a of a heads up here. Uh, you basically sent me an email. And, and yes. I love these emails, and I don't care if the email is, Scott, I just made my first $1,000 or my first $6,000 or whatever. It still gets me fired up. It still gets me wanting to hear more about the story. Um, and you sure. sent me an email, and the the subject line was, thank you, Scott, for helping us reach 400K in sales year to date. So that got yes. my attention, and I'm like, okay, you sent me a screenshot and the whole thing. And, uh, and you just kind of went into kind of what you've done and... I said, you know what, we got to get you on and I want to dig into a little bit deeper and see exactly how you got started and then kind of like the ups and the downs because it wasn't all glitz and glamour. I mean, there's some struggles along the way, I'm sure, and I want to dig into those and unpack those. Um, so with that being said, why don't you tell me a little bit about Justin? What's, uh, what do we need to know about you? Like, how did you get even started in this game? Maybe even take us back a little bit further, maybe, you know, where you started working before and kind of give us a little bit of a background.
1: Sure. Um, I'll just kind of give a life story kind of in a nutshell in five sure. minutes. So yeah, yeah. I basically uh, grew up in Taiwan and uh, I stayed here until I was 15. Wasn't happy about the education here because, you know, the Asian style is very like cram school. You know, they, they give you this, you do that. And it's very uh, forceful, you know, on the education side. they don't really promote independent thinking at the time. Mm-hmm. So I request to other than adding requests, I kinda of negotiated with my father saying like, hey, I cannot stay here because it's gonna fry my brain. So I gotta study in the States. And then oh. he was like, well, what, you you can just go? Like, you know, how much it costs? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I have to go. So I basically brainwashed him for two weeks, signed <laughs> a contract with him, and then just went to uh and uh went to Vermont for high school. Did
0: you really and, Vermont? You went to Vermont? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Uh,
1: Linden, Linden Linden Institute. That's a high school. Oh wow! <laughs> I
0: um, it's funny. J- I'm just gonna pause there for one second. I uh, I skied in Vermont. Um, yes. Actually, at um, I'm trying to think of the mountain now. Uh, Peak. Jim- yep, Jiminy Peak. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. That
0: that was my first mountain I ever I ever skied down.
1: Nice. Um. So basically, I went to high school there, and then uh, went to college in Boston, and after college, moved to uh, Shanghai for work. Um. And moved back to Taiwan for almost four years now. Oh, wow. Running my own business. And yeah, my business is a bit over three and a half years. So okay. yeah, I, I did some um, like nine to five jobs in Shanghai. And not to get kind of like too gloomy here, but basically I had a near, like I have this, it's funny because I've never done this interview before. So I kind of had this um, flow wrote down about um, um, what you talk about. But basically yeah. I had a near, di- near death experience. When I was in uh, Shanghai, because I didn't know I have a heart condition, oh, wow. and I almost had a heart heart attack when I was ages twenty three in Shanghai, and that really made me think about life, you know, at at, at the early twenties. Wow. And because of that, I moved back to Taiwan, got some treatment, the surgery. Now, now I'm now I'm perfectly fine.
0: Okay, so, good, good. Yes, that's yes. good to hear. That's good to hear. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Uh yes. yeah, I mean, that's a whole episode in itself. The I'm sure that we could talk about like. How your mind shift, you know, your mind shifted after something like that happens, and it's funny. A lot of times, it takes something like that to kind of, you know, kind of shake you up a little bit to kind of make you rethink what's really important. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes it takes something like that happening. i um I'm, I'm just glad that everything worked out for you. Yeah, uh,
1: it's funny because you say that, like, because um, before, you know, in in the, in the states, you know, like college life, it's all about like partying. I had a great time. Don't get me wrong. I don't regret any bit of it yeah but uh you know it just it's just so um polarized you know like when you think your body you're up to do anything you're super young you can do all the kind of stuff but of course oh, when this hits hit you it really made you think so like at the time I was, I was super depressed like i i didn't want to die when i was like thinking about your 20 something and mm. i start to ask like why we why were you we here you know why are we doing what we're doing you know like, what do you want to leave behind? All that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. people was like, oh, wow, that's just way, these are topics that's way too young for you to think about. I'm saying, like, yeah. yeah, you know, but this happened to me. I got to think about it. So
0: yeah, no, that's, you're, you're hundred percent right. It's like, you know, who, who could plan that? You can't, right? So it yeah. happened, but it, it, yeah. it kind of shaped you and molded you into, into who you are and, and continues to. And that's why I always tell people, I mean, I have got a, I've got a 19 year old son, And, uh, he's, he's in the college, you know, kind of in that mode. Um, in a sense, he's not a partier, so he's, I'm, I'm grateful for that, but he's finding his way, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's, it's just interesting to see that. And then, you know, he's grown up kind of with the entrepreneurial mind, so he's a little bit different with that, but, uh you know, for what he wants to do, he wants to go into being, uh, into education and stuff. So he wants mm-hmm. to go in and be a teacher. So he needs that, that four year degree. So he's kind of got to, got to go through that process, but he's still got that other part of his brain going like, I want to be able to, to kind of do this entrepreneurial thing. Um, mm-hmm. but I keep telling him like, listen, it's just part of the journey. Just enjoy it, you know, and it's going to lead you. It's going to shape you. And, you know, For you, it was something that happened not so good, right? That shook you up.
1: Yeah, I was very out of my control, you know?
0: Yeah. So for you, it was almost like, you know, a huge part of your story. And I think that's also going to help you moving forward. Um, And that might be why also you are, you know, doing what you're doing now. And, you know, you're having some success with it. So you just never really know, you know? Um, So, okay. So. All right, let's let's kind of let's kick it up a little bit now. Let's not get all depressed, right? Let's let's <laughs> yeah. let's let's try to kick no, no, up the it's, energy. It's it's,
1: it's it's a good thing that happened, actually. Yeah. That I thought about it, and because of the, this event, I, I I start to meditate. You know, I was doing this mind, oh, nice. body, and soul stuff. It's very very Love actually, it. it's positive that cool. it happened because the doctors say if it does not happen, if it happens when you're thirty and forty, you might not be here.
0: Ah, okay. <laughs> so okay. it was
1: that intense, you know. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, so that's... It's
1: good. It's, it's good. Like, like it's, this this is a negative uh, event, looking from the surface of it, but yeah. the outcome of it happened, it, it's actually positive in my life, so...
0: Yeah, no, that's great. It's a great way to look at it, too, and it, it sounds like you have a really good head on your shoulders, and it yes. sounds like you, uh, you're you going to take that stuff and move it forward, so, and, you know, I'm sure you're going to share that with other people and stuff, and that's really the ripple effect that I love to hear about, so that's awesome. So, like, um, now I'm
1: 28, you know, if, if anybody's interested, I'm not 30 yet, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. And you're, you've got a great head on your shoulder. That's, that's real really good. Um, okay. So what's, what's, uh, what's the next part? What, ha- what okay. happens next?
1: So on the business part, so basically our um, my, my, my company, not my company, the company I work for in Shanghai, they do all the brand merchandise for big companies. So let's say Volkswagen or Audi, BMW, you know, when you go to the car dealerships, they have all kinds of hats. Okay. umbrella you know promotional items right okay. we call them yep. brand merchandise we're, we're, If the clients buy it, uh sells them give away we don't really care so i basically duplicated that model turn into my turn my ex um employee into my partner and i implement that model in taiwan market
0: uh-huh. when i'm
1: back so it was really there was it was doing okay so originally we do b2b you know we, we we work for like hotels you know hotels have all the pens you know yep. all the, uh, yep. the welcome packs and uh, airlines is actually big because airlines, you, you see, they have all kind of water bottles, um, oh, yeah. plane models, uh, plush toys, mm-hmm. uh, those, those kind of stuff. But the margin erodes, so um, that that's when uh, Scott Volker comes in. Is that, <laughs> uh, so, someone someone told me about this FBA stuff, <clears throat> but we we're kind of skeptical because I'm I'm a skeptical person in, in in nature. Okay. And. We're like, hmm, if we're making – so so, let's just take uh, B&W, for example. We make yeah. a lot of umbrellas and mugs, you know, the coffee mugs. Sure. And um, I don't know, the, the Yeti, Yeti like the stainless steel cup yep. for, for B&W in Taiwan. So we're like, hmm, if we can make able to make such high quality at a competitive price for these B2B clients, why don't we just start our own brand, which is what you guys talk about, private label. Yep. And for us, we're just, it's just like, oh, this is just OEM, you know. So we kind of tested that with a first batch of 500 bucks of carbon fiber pen.
0: Oh, okay.
1: On Amazon. <clears throat> and that was, was kind of like here and there, but we, I basically cranked through all your episodes. And I was like trying to find out what, what's wrong. What can we tweak? And it, it sells. And I was like, hmm, interesting. So maybe if we can do pen, maybe we should add something else. So we just kept adding, adding. So like you said, nothing was very smooth and easy going. We actually... Lost Well, not lost, but we actually spent upward to $20,000 within the first year just try and error. But it wasn't uh-huh, okay. really the money lost, but it was mm. just like we made some, we reinvested, we made some, we reinvested. A lot of them went into ad costs because we didn't know what PPC was about. So we just wasn't being smart or experienced enough to kind of optimize the cost per click, you know, or uh-huh. cost per conversion. So that's what we just kept doing it. <clears throat> and until... This year we start to hit something, and that, that's when things start to scale. So, starting scale. from this uh, last, last December to today. So, actually, to add on the, the number wise, I actually have a partner in, in EU, which is 50 50%. Okay. We actually hit 350K in EU, five countries. So, oh, the wow. screenshot I showed you was in, in the US side.
0: Okay. Okay. And that screenshot, I'm looking at it right now, it was uh, $421,030.86 and uh that's pretty impressive and like thirty one thousand nine hundred and seventy six units sold (laughs) which is crazy yeah that's a lot that's a lot of units being sold yeah a lot of units and that was uh yeah you gave me year to date so that was year to date from you know beginning of this year till till now you you shot that at june 13th so around then so you're talking only six months
1: yeah, but just to be be, be, be fair to not to like mislead any uh, um, listener is that, I mean, this is not easy. And I mean, this kind of volume, it might seem a lot, but for B2B, we deal with like tens of thousands of umbrellas and mug at once. Mm. So I, I think from my side is that it, it's it's good or I'm, I'm I'm lucky or fortunate enough to have previous business experience in different yeah. sector and kind of transition that into the Amazon game.
0: And, so, and now, so let me ask you this. So are you still targeting B2B or are you now doing B2, B2C?
1: Well, we do both just because the okay. growth has been so fast. So we mm. we actually dropped a lot of B2B clients and stuff okay. it's just because, you know, B2B sell cycle is super long. It, it takes mm-hmm. at least six to nine months, you know, trying to find the right right contact if, if it's like from a cold, cold lead. Gotcha. It's just like, oh, Scott, Scott knows someone who wants to make stuff for a Caribbean cruise and be like, okay, uh, I'll take a look, have my team look at it. If they want to make a funny hat when, when they check in on the cruise, then, you know, we'll do that. But um, don't go out and reach leads because those take super long to develop.
0: Well, yeah. And, and I guess what I'm asking is like, so you're not putting up a product necessarily on Amazon that's targeting the B2B because that's more, a lot of times that's a more customized for those people, what you're yeah, yeah, what you're yeah. doing is you're probably tapping into a let's just use like um, like you said like BMW like people that are BMW fans. You're not you're not maybe gonna sell them BMW stuff, but you know the stuff that that might be hot in that market. You can maybe use that same idea in another market. Is that yes kind yes of- yes? Well, yeah. you
1: technically you cannot sell BMW stuff because those are actually licensed. Exactly exactly. So so I mean you could, and there's a lot of Amazon. People do it like I can yeah, tell you yeah. one that's like Nike, Nike. Um, what's that thing that the people wear a, a foot locker, you know? It's, it's like, oh, um, yeah. around their neck, you know? Yeah, it's oh, like yeah, bad. it's like a badge thing. So, so yeah, there's a lot of sellers lanyards. from China, yeah. that does that, and there's a yeah, lot like yeah. of the top sellers, so
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, that's I, I wouldn't want to play in <laughs> that, but but yet, like you said, there's people doing it all the time. I mean, there's people no, on the beach selling fake Oakleys that. and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like, we're not talking mm-hmm. about that. Um, no. Okay, so let me ask you this because I know a lot of people are are they're they're wondering, and and I am honestly too. Like, you know, th- those are crazy sales numbers. Yes. What where where do you start? Like you said, you you started with an or, or a, like a test batch of like five hundred units of something, yes. right? And so where did you get the idea for the five hundred to start
1: with? I you guess mean, is, you mean you mean the first product when we select? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, so how did you say, you know what we got, we're going to do 500 of this thing in this market. Like, where did you get that idea? Was it from past experience with other businesses that you've dealt with? I'm just trying to kind of go through the mindset. Like, where do you come up with that first product to say, let's test it?
1: Uh, It might be shameful to admit, but actually it wasn't even 500 pieces. It was 500 bucks worth of
0: stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. So it was 500 bucks. Okay. 500
1: bucks worth of stuff. Just like, ah, you know, Scott's talking about this, there's so many like followers, is this is for real. So we just kinda like slap the label on something we already make and try ah, to see, okay. because our price is competitive, you know. Right, right, right. We have such long long relationship in the supply chain side and I am myself is, is Taiwanese, so you know, I lived in China for so long. So that that I have the advantage of. So we're just kinda kind of shifting platform or, or channel I got say, you. you know. So yeah, I got you. And how how we picked uh yeah, we, we kind of picked the uh, the shoebox rule that you, you talked about. Yeah, Easy to ship shift. I don't think that that it probably still works now, but it just gets so competitive that, you know, and, and the small and light program cl- closed. So some of the items that we didn't even get to enroll in.
0: Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. OK. So okay. Cause the,
1: cause the fulfillment costs is, is dramatically different if you enroll in small light. But that being said, if you enroll in small and light, you cannot do MCF. Which does mean you cannot sell to other channels.
0: I got you. I got yeah. you. Okay, okay. So, um, so again, just kind of going back. So you kind of said, okay, we got five hundred bucks to play with here. We're gonna go ahead. How many? How many SKUs units? did you? No. Yeah, or, or how many Was it one product that you used yeah, for the five hundred?
1: Yes, it was. It was one one product line and uh, fifty units.
0: Yes. Oh, 50 units. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, and then and so and then what did you do when you launched? I mean, you, I'm, I'm assuming you you optimize and put some pictures up. Like, what? Just take me through that process, and then maybe what you seen that, yeah, that you wanted a, to tweak.
1: That was a, a long a long time ago. It was like um, almost a year and a half ago. So basically, uh, for, for my, what I recall, the first product, the first couple of products, we just kept testing because the first one wasn't wasn't doing so well. So we're like, okay, let's launch something on top of it. Let's okay. So we just kept basically we kept launching. But nothing really took off. Okay. So okay. so so if you want to really learn about a process that I can share to uh, listeners, is that I, want, I can talk about the bigger picture stuff. It's like how do we validate uh, ideas and the mm. research and, and the eighty twenty rule because I think that plays a huge role.
0: Oh yeah, yeah no I I would love to dig into that because I think that's that's important. It sounds like you're massively taking action, but you're only launching like fifty units. You know what I mean to test. So, what's the test? I guess. So, you know, I mean, are you putting up fifty units and then driving pay per click traffic to it, and if you get a certain amount of sales in a certain amount of time, then it's a then it's a winner. Or I'm trying to figure out the validation for you to say this is something we should probably reorder.
1: Well, validation process actually. When you talked about like actually placing a, 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 the product into mm-hmm. the Amazon stream per se, because that's the quickest way to see whether it works or not. But before that, there's a lot of legwork and research that needs to be done. Of course. So. Not to get too, too specific, there are so many resources, you can do that, right? Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, Google Trend, there's Facebook groups, crowdfunding sites, Reddit, there forums, all kinds of stuff that you can find niche, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you guys call it niche, or... <laughs> yeah, no, but- <laughs> I,
0: I, I say niche, but a lot of people say niche, it depends on where you're coming from. Okay. It's anyway. the market.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and anyway so so that's a front end of uh, validation process it's just a lot of research and mm-hmm. we've been re- recently testing some new stuff which is like okay if we find I don't know if you guys know uh, Noah Kagan or yeah um,
0: I had Kevin, Noah on it, yeah I had Noah Kagan on, on the show
1: yeah and, and Tim Ferriss obviously they have actually some very good resources on how to test an idea you know you can run Google Ads and you can run like Facebook ad if people are willing to spend the money up front and you just kind of refund them. That, that's a pretty interesting idea we're we're testing mm. right. Now. So we just create a landing page and then create a appealing sales sales copy or, or Facebook ad. And those those are those are something we're testing this year, just okay. to keep launching. Because because you know, I, I think the the Amazon game it's getting definitely more competitive, mm-hmm. and it's getting more niche down. So you have to have enough SKUs to weather those storms. Sure. And and the eighty twenty rule comes in is that uh, how I look at it, like this success definitely would not happen if I didn't launch enough. Mm-hmm. So if I just kind of bank like uh, kind of bank on one product and if something happens, then boom, uh, we're done, right? Yeah, so absolutely. We, we just kind of launch one. It's like eh, it's doing okay. So we just kept launching and launching and launching, and then we launched to a point. And if you really look at my product um, skew, I can pull it up on my. Screen. Yeah, and, count, and I'm, I'm also
0: 20. So have you enough. have less than 20
1: SKUs? Um, well, if you aren't counting like variations, obviously there's more, but product types, we have a, a, more than t- around 20.
0: Okay. No, 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 that, that's good. So you have 20 parents, and then there's some variations obviously underneath those. Yes,
1: yes. Okay.
0: And I'm looking at the screenshot you sent me, and average sale cost is like $14.90.
1: It was actually higher, but um, yeah, when we're trying to do volume, like when we try to boost it, it drives down the pricing. So.
0: so what's what's the average cost then or that you're selling stuff for retailing?
1: You mean landed in, in Amazon? Right no, now? no,
0: it, no, I'm, I'm saying like, how much are you selling it on Amazon? Like, is it is it the, 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 the standard rule that we keep it between 19 and $30, somewhere in there? Or like, what do you what, what's your average sale cost as far as like that oh. someone's buying from you?
1: The, um, it varies a lot cause we have items to sell as low as six bucks and some items up to like 50 bucks. So okay. There's, okay. there's no real rule of thumb per se, you know?
0: And so let, let me ask you about that then. So the $6 product, right? Yes. Cause people would be like, how the heck are you making money with a $6 product?
1: This, so, it's, 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 um, just spill not spill the bean, but it's, it's components and it's, it's very, uh, niche. So okay. it's very specific. Okay. Super specific. Yes. But so,
0: are you are you using that six dollar price point as you're going to be able to get something that really sells high volume that can also then lead people to your other products?
1: Sure, that's one tactic. But the 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 item itself it still makes money.
0: Okay, so. and that's fulfilled by Amazon.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Okay, and so how much would you be buying that for?
1: Uh, land it. We can get it under two.
0: Okay, so you're under two. FBA fees got to be, so you, what do what you make? Is it a,
1: like a dollar, a dollar, a dollar 50? So our rule is like one to one. If we put in a dollar, we want to get a dollar out. Otherwise, I not worth our time. So okay. that, that's just like a general guideline internally that we have. So
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, again, I mean, if people went in this thing and they said, oh, wow, I'm going to launch products that are six bucks and make a buck a piece, you'd have to sell a heck of a lot to make money. But what you're saying is, is that's just part of the mix of SKUs that you have so this way here, you can continually keep that cash flow, I guess, and, and keep and especially if you have some that get some high volume and then they can lead to your other products.
1: Well, at the same time, cause we're actually trying to get off Amazon, you know, it just uh, like Amazon for me, I, I see a lot of people want to build a brand on, on the platform. Yeah. I, I think otherwise, I think uh, cause I have friends who are super successful on, on, on crowdfunding sites and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. once they got successful with their own email list and then they launched on Amazon mm-hmm. and and they treat Amazon as a cash cow, which I, I do too. And a lot of people want to do the reverse. I think that's a, that's the hardest way because people who shop on Amazon, at least I remember when I was in the States, I treat it as a commodity platform, right? Mm-hmm. I just want stuff that works with the best price. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it's kind of counterintuitive. So like you're trying to build some brand on someone's backyard. That's That's... That didn't make sense to me.
0: No, and I, I agree with you. I, I think I think that when people are and that, that's why we talk a lot about building your own list, building your own community, or if you're doing the open brand concept, that's gonna be to me where you're gonna tap into Amazon with some popular stuff in random markets. So that way there you can get cash flow, but that can also fuel a brand when you're ready to do a brand. Because the brand to me has to be outside of Amazon that will then drive people to Amazon to buy if that's what you want to do. Um, I think that's, to me, that's the only way to really build a successful brand um, using Amazon as a channel, um, but not necessarily making that your, your complete like brand is where it's kind of hosted, if that makes sense. Wait, wait, Um, so
1: can can I ask you that? So for your open brand, do you strictly do it on Amazon or you have it like on the Shopify store? Because from what I see it, like you have to be multi-platform to do an open brand, to make, to have brand equity. If you should be on Amazon, that's very risky.
0: Yeah. Well, here's, to be honest with you, the open brand is really a way for us to test, uh, test. to be able to test products okay. without having to be like, it's got to be locked into a brand. So it's, it's for us or to just ride a trend. All right. So if you have a product that, you know, it might have a life cycle of a, a year and a half or two years, mm-hmm. well, I'll give you an example. We didn't do it, but if we were to launch fidget spinners, it would mm-hmm. have been in the open brand. Mm-hmm. Right. And we would have sure. said, let's just let's just order a thousand and just blow through the thousand and then we'll see where the trends at. Then you could have did that. But what we, what we really do is we use it as a way to test multiple markets. And mm-hmm. then from there, if we want to double down and say, oh, there's really some legs here. Now we can start to build a brand outside of Amazon and then also build it on Amazon that allows us to do that. Um, so we can build like, you know, we can build like three to five different legs. To like an open brand, and those legs are different markets. So you might go in the kitchen space. Let's do five products in the kitchen space. Let's do five products in the sports and outdoors. Let's, you know, so you can kind of do that, and then you can build little lists inside of each of those that can then fuel um, the sales to then boost your rankings and all that stuff, and then you can use that as also cash flow. So again, it's something mm-hmm. that we're we're playing around with my, my my good friend Dom Sugar. I mean, he's he's doing it very successfully in the open brand. Um, you know, in, and the thing is, though, he's got other brands that he's built that are not relying on the open brand.
1: Hmm. So, very interesting. So basically, you guys use Amazon as a test bed. Yep. It's very similar then. Okay. Yeah, it's,
0: it, it's well, if you think about like like Tim Ferriss, what he said, Noah, like to me, if you want to test, if, if people will buy a certain product, you could launch it. If you had 50 units, like here's another example. Let's say you had 50 units like you did and you put them up there. And mm-hmm. let's say you put them up there and you drive $10 a pay-per-click to it, and, it, and mm-hmm. you start getting a sale or two then mm-hmm. with no reviews. Then to me, we validated that you don't need reviews to sell this product. We could do it easily with pay-per-click. So now we might want to then start to worry about trying to get this thing ranked.
1: But the debate won't be, is that a trend item? So, oh, that's
0: true. That's true. Yes. That That is another part of the equation that you have to think about. You're absolutely yes. right.
1: Yep. And also the pricing, and there's a yep. lot of variables considered. But I think that model is interesting. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's, you know, is there a right way to do all of this? No, uh, but is there, I mean, is there, no right, yeah, there's no guidebook, yeah. you know, just, no, that's, no, that's it's like, it's just, you're, you're doing a lot of testing, but I agree a hundred percent. I mean, we're building a, a new brand right now. Um, we've, it's been about three months and, um, it's doing really well. we've got about seven, six or seven SKUs. Uh, I think after next week we'll have about nine, um, in, in three months. So we're kind of doing it rapidly, but we're building it as an outside brand, and then we're using Amazon to uh, to allow the transaction to, to happen right now without having to set up all of the stuff on Shopify yet. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, we can take that traffic and then push it over to Amazon to help us rank so we can start getting organic sales in Amazon, which can then also fuel the money into the business so we can build it.
1: I heard that that's working super well when like Amazon rewards you quite substantially, like, like spending our money on, on PPC is one thing, but if you're able to divert like Facebook traffic or Reddit traffic onto your listing, I I heard that that's worked super well. I haven't tried it me personally. So
0: yeah, we're, we're doing that a lot. Um, and not even just Facebook ads, but we're doing it where, um, in our brand, we're able to do like Facebook lives. We have a face to the brand. So now what we can do is we can drive a whole bunch of traffic over to our listing in a given day. We actually just did that in, um, what was it? It was, I think it was uh, our third or fourth SKU and we wanted to uh, to boost the sales. So we did a Facebook Live. We, we sent a little email out to our list and then it got shared on um, a popular um, site in our market. And we blew out of all of our inventory. Like I think it was like two, we did like 200 units in like, I actually know it was 150. Unit. We had 150 units left and we blew through the, those in, in less than like six hours. Nice. Um, and it, and it, yeah, and it, it wasn't even like, you know, buy, you know, buy it for a dollar, you know, like it wasn't like a review type thing. It was just like, you know, here's a discount here it is. And then it, it got picked up and we blew out of those and, and, uh, yeah, it worked really well. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think the more that we can drive targeted traffic and we don't want to kill our conversion rate either, but I agree. If if we're showing Amazon that we're going to drive traffic to their platform, I think you're going to be rewarded. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, I totally do. So anyway, let's get back to your story. Uh, yes. You can see how we can go on these little tangents when we're having a cup of coffee <laughs> together, right? Uh, it's fun. It's fun. Um, okay. So at the, at this point though, okay, so you, and I'm just going to kind of go back and unpack a little bit. So basically you, you had your resources already in place that you said, you know what, if we could take this and model what we're doing here, but over here to, to B2C um, or from B2C, then, then we can, you know we can maybe make this thing work. You tested it. It kind of worked, but how many, like you said, and I think it's an important thing to highlight here. How many products did you launch before something stuck where you're like, okay, I think we got that 80, 20. I think we found the 20. Well,
1: that was the number, right? It was 80, 20. So we launched pretty, practically almost 20 SKUs. <laughs> so <laughs> tell uh, me it was it, the 20th. <laughs> ironic, you know, so it's quite <laughs> ironic, you know, and, and, and the sound like uh, I was, I was, listening to someone's podcast someone wrote a book on 80 20 they say there's 80 20 in every aspects of life yep so i I, i'm blanking out on the book name but i think i need to get that book and yeah uh, it's quite interesting i've actually
0: read that book and um i'm trying to remember um off the top of my head who wrote that but yeah he's uh, like
1: an old dude and he went on podcast talking about he's like super nerdy into statistics and stuff and then yeah
0: well, he actually he actually came out he actually came out with a course on Google AdSense. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, and then from there he um, he kind of adapted the whole mindset. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm actually trying to type as we're speaking here as well. I got the book right on my bookshelf back here. Uh, I should know uh, who that was. Um, but that, okay, so you launched twenty Richard twenty books. No. Yeah. No, that's not him. Um, I'll find it, though. Um, but anyway. We'll make it
1: up in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Go to the show notes, and you guys will will uh, will actually do that. So, okay. So, now, you said you launched... Long- oh, it's Perry Marshall. Okay. Perry Marshall. Yeah, right. it's Perry Marshall. Um, if you go to perrymarshall.com... Um, I think it's forward slash 80-20, you'll sure. find his book. Um, and I'm not getting an affiliate commission for it, guys. So just go there and check out the book. Or just get, or, or just do the audio book. Uh, I, I like audio so I generally do things on audio book. But the, I've, I've got the hard copy, too, because I like to have the physical copy. So yeah, um, it, it's a great book, but it really does tell you that every single thing in life, pretty much, has got the 80-20. Like, there's yeah, going to be yeah. 20% of the things oh, that you it's do. It's quite
1: creepy to think about it, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So what you're saying then is, is you launched 20 products and it wasn't until like the, the later or, you know, the latter. Well, don't, of don't,
1: don't get me wrong. The, the previous products still make money. It's just not as significant statistics wise. Right. It, right. It, it, it wasn't it, like an,
0: yeah. yeah, it wasn't like an eye opener that you were like, but then you hit one. You're like, holy cow. Like we've got that right now in, in the new brand that, that we launched. I think it was the fourth product that actually showed us that, you know what, this this could be a 20 to 30 unit, maybe more per day item. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we can get more. We're charging more than our competitors because we have a better product. So mm-hmm, holy yeah. crap, like we, we might need to double down on this. Um, you know what I mean? So uh, it's funny that, you know, just people think that every product needs to do a certain amount. But like you said, if you can put a dollar in and get $2 back, who wouldn't do that?
1: Yeah. Right? And it just look at like hedge funds and all these, you know, start investments. They, they knew a lot their, 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 their bets was going to be off, but if they find that unicorn, then they're, they're set.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, okay, cool. So you, you launch, uh, what have you learned though, since the first product you launched to the 20th product, what have you learned that you do differently now when, when launching a product?
1: On business wise, or because I think Amazon is just a small, not like a small microcosm of, of business, you know. Uh, but that's for sure, it's the quickest way to scale. Well, one of the quickest ways that I've seen. So know? take
0: take take me through take take me through this really quickly. You have a new product that you guys are going to be developing. You're going to have it done. How, how long is how long does that process? Do you have like a long list of products? That you just have to get to them. Or is it something you're always kind of like doing the product research? or seeing the markets. Like, are you doing that stuff, or do you already have like five more that you want to launch right now?
1: Well, I I, I myself is a bit ADD, and I also have a shiny object syndrome. Okay. And, and um, don't we all? Yeah. yeah. My, my my background is in actually sourcing procurement. So developing product, it's my forte, right? Okay. It, it coming like making the product at price at cost on time. It's my thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, our, our supply chain network can handle that. Uh, I, I guess the, the, the challenge is is that there are so many products out there. How do you validate a product market fit? Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's the hardest part. Create, like, that might be uh, not true to other people because some people in the States, let's, let's say a stay-at-home mom, they have a knitting club or they have some kind of book reading club and they're in a very specific niche. I would love to get into that because she's actually within the market and know what the market wants, speaking mm. to the uh, the target buyer daily. And, and she didn't know how to talk to suppliers in China, making products. I'm having the trouble in reverse, you know? I got you. So, so yeah, yeah, you're, you're it's, good it's at the, the
0: development side, the product come up, you know, creation side. But like you're saying, to be able to tap into the market and kind of listen um, on a daily basis is not something that is going to come easy to you because that's not, what you're doing or that's, you aren't, you may be part of that. You're not the face of it, whatever. Yeah. And I um, don't
1: want to be the face of it. I, I'm, I'm more of the behind the scenes guy. So Sure.
0: Sure. Um, okay. So, okay. Then let me ask you this. So what's that process look like though? So let's say that you have that product that's ready to go. You're happy mm-hmm. with it. Um, what's the first steps for you? It doesn't have to be on Amazon, but like what, how are you going to start getting sales and what's the process for you?
1: Um, you mean to like, okay, so, so let's say if we have five variation of a product, we okay. actually just launch it at once. And if something is not performing right, we just either sell through it at cost or just scrap, scrap it. You know, okay. it, it's, it's very hard to kind of pinpoint the whole exact pro- process because I, I think if, let's say if we look at the garlic press, yep, that example that you guys always talk about, there's always a better version of the garlic press. Sure, We can always make it cheaper or better, right? And the niche is not going to give away because it's a functionality commodity. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it's dangerous because Amazon has become so commoditized. There's so many Chinese sellers um, jumping on. And not, not to divert from the, the question they're asking, is that I think that um, this, this is according to my some inside source, is that you, you do you know uh, Alibaba is working quite aggressive. Amazon themselves are working quite aggressively with Alibaba within the China side. Is, mm-hmm. is that something that your your listener knows about it? Uh,
0: I, I'm i not sure if the listeners all, I mean, it's we have such a wide range of people that listen, but I think most people, um, they know that they, they might be thinking that, you know, well, they're just going to cut us out of the game. And, you know, that may be, but I don't, I don't know. I, again, this could be a debate because I personally don't worry about that stuff um, because I'm not banking on just Amazon. That's the difference, right? So I don't care. Like, okay, Donald Trump won the presidency. Everybody's like, oh, we're going to be taxed 20% more. Now what are we going to do? I'm going to keep selling product today. And I'm going to (laughs) keep building websites. And I'm going to keep trying to create a brand. And I'm going to keep building email lists. And I'm going to still do Facebook stuff because that's what's in now. Maybe next... You know, maybe next three years, Facebook doesn't, you know, do what it's doing now. And maybe we have a different platform. I don't know, but Mm -hmm. I don't worry about that stuff as much, but I get what you're saying. Like, so, so, you know, because of that, so I'm going to, I'm going to go away from Amazon. No, that's where the traffic is right now. That, that, that's where I can dip my, I can dip my hand in the river of money and just pull some out. Like that, that's what I'm saying. So I don't live from that fear side of things. That's just me. I'm not wired that way. I'm I'm totally the opposite. I'm going to be like, you know what? It's here. I'm going to use it. But I'm not going to build my whole business on that. On that, it's like I, you know, I'm not a big guy that wants to rent out a place and then build this this beautiful you know back deck and 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 invest in the land that's not mine, right? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I want to I want to control what's mine. So I, I get what you're saying. So I mean, so okay, what's your thoughts on that? Just so, because so, you brought so, it up. So
1: well, because um, like, like I said, my my backgrounds and like supply chain side, I, I hear all kinds of news. You know, I know tons of factories in, in China. So basically, Amazon and Alibaba is trying to cut us out, in mm-hmm. not not in a deliberate way. It's just how the 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 internet economy is going to work, right? You know, O2O, online to offline, on offline to online. You know, all that yep. kind of mix. So so, Alibaba they they bring a lot of small sellers into their on, onto their platform. Mm-hmm. Amazon they're super good at aggregating buyers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and the most. Feasible or or the logical next step is to combine these two giants So if small business owner or product makers within China regardless their traders or a small factory shop or a family shop It's going to be heaven if they can sell directly on Amazon Through the logistics program because they're pushing super hard on signing people up on that even on the Taiwan side they they host conference and meetings all the time and they ask everything is even in traditional Chinese and simplify Chinese, asking Chinese sellers to be on Amazon. Mm-hmm. You don't know how to do the shipping side. You don't know how to do forwarding. It's okay. We bundle up and ship it for you to our specialized warehouse. Mm-hmm. That's how scary it is. I understand like what you're saying. Like I mean, the the mindset is it's right that not to build it on Amazon. And this is not like the end of the day kind of talk either. It just always know. If we knew the tsunami is coming, but if we can see a thousand miles away, at least we can plan sure. for it, right? So
0: it, it, exactly, and I I think you're you're spot on. I mean, you know, I mean, Amazon has done some amazing things, and they've you know they've again they've got the power to leverage things, right? So they are going to probably come in and and cut sellers out eventually, and that's why we've said it for the longest time. Like, do not build your business only on. Amazon, unless you are a major brand that you feel people are gonna be brand awareness and you're gonna be able yes. to just say, we only sell on Amazon and no one else is gonna be able to sell that name brand. Again, we're yes. talking about building the name brand, Nike. right? Yeah. If you're Nike, you don't care, right? Because you're gonna sell your product wherever you sell it. Actually, Amazon is gonna to wanna to sell it because they know that you're gonna bring Nike people over to their platform. But if yeah. you're not Nike, if I'm just gonna sell a sneaker and I'm gonna be Scott's best sneaker thing here or whatever, <laughs> People don't care. They want to yeah. buy the name. So if you build out the name or the quality or the customer support or your story or whatever it is into your brand, that's to me where you can you know, protect yourself from anything that's going to happen like that.
1: Mm. Yeah, that, well, for, 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 for that, I actually have a question. So for, for sure. your open brand concept, like when you talk to customers, do you talk to them in a way saying that hey, we're Amazon seller with multiple brands and we're, we're the seller and the original brand owner, or you're kind of saying like, no, we're kind of like um, Amazon seller, but this brand, we're kind of reselling it. Like, what is your tone or? or
0: no, it, it would it would be towards like, you're the brand because it's kind of like, just imagine, like if you bought something from Walmart, Walmart doesn't contact you and go, hey, we just sold you someone else's branded, whatever. You know, We just want to mm-hmm. make sure you're happy. Although they could. I think Amazon does that in a sense when they you know, kind of reach back out to you and see how your experience was. But we already know that we're buying it on Amazon. But no, if, if, uh, if I bought guitar strings on, mm-hmm. on, a, on a site, right? I'm expecting that brand to reach out to me and say, hey, is everything cool? Because you bought our brand. So it's the same idea in an open brand. You would set up that that follow up to be messaging them, you know, for JR guitar uh, strings Mm -hmm, company mm -hmm. and then to make sure that they're happy to let them know that, you know, we've got your back kind of thing. Mm. And I mean, it doesn't take much to to line up three emails that go out that basically just make sure that they get what they they need or resources or whatever. So it doesn't mean you can't do that. But. You know, again, it's, it's kind of going back even to like the eBay days, right? It's like eBay, you, you know, and you still can do it on eBay. You, you can sell product there. You don't have to be a major brand. It's just not something that's going to be scalable. Um, and again, the open brand is more or less just a testing ground to be able to do that. But then also you can get some cash flow. And as of right now, that may go away. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. if it does, you should have been again with the open brand. You should have been then focusing on the three or five brands or markets that you're going after, and seeing which one you're going to build into an asset. Hmm. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny. You know I mean? It's like I'm intervening Scott now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it because again, this is you know, it's like just different different ways of thinking. Um, but it's like it's like, for example. If I seen, like you said, like if there's a trend coming up and maybe there's a, uh, you know, a, a certain, you know, big thing going on right now about, I can't even think about it, about a certain product or whatever. Or there, or are a so, there are
1: so many. Like if yeah. you really turn out, you're like, if you, like you really have to do some research, but there are a lot of hints going on on the internet. The mighty internet can tell you a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. And if you, and if you, if you just said, you know, what, I'm going to grab a hundred units and send them in and just make some quick cash, you could probably do that every day yeah right? you're not building you're not building a brand, but you're just you're finding product that you know is going to sell. You're gonna basically take a dollar and turn it into two. Like that and and that model can work, but it's can also go away tomorrow because there's it's almost like doing retail arbitrage in a sense, right? You're going out, you're finding ten items that you know you can flip you flip them, and then you're on to the next. That's it's very just,
1: tiring though, because you're oh, chasing, always tell chasing the ball. yes.
0: Yeah, it, it is, but for people that, to me, for people that are stuck or they're, they're, they just don't want to invest, they're nervous, like to me, it's just like getting through the process. Just dip mm-hmm. your toe in the water, right? It's like mm-hmm. being able to actually make a transaction on Amazon and prove to yourself that it's actually possible, I think is, is a huge thing for a lot of people. Um, but anyway, I want to get back to you and want I want to kind of wrap up with like, so what's, What's we? You never really did give me an exact answer here, so I'm going to drill you on this. Sure, yeah. So like, if you have that new garlic press, you've you've said to yourself, "I'm going. We're going to launch a garlic press. It's got three variations, whatever." Well, the, your, the, the variation your,
1: might might be functionality different too, you know. So let's say if we're talking about garlic press, maybe we add more more function on. The, so let's say garlic press, right? Yeah. So I might make A, B, C three garlic press, but all three garlic press, even though the main function is different. But we make it, we tweak it so you can actually do A-B tests. Otherwise, there, there's no need to do three variations, right?
0: I got you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking more like yeah. You, you have a garlic press and, it's, and you have one that's silver, one that's red, one that's blue, one that's yellow.
1: No, 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 no. The, the The difference is too, too minuscule to, to have a solid A-B test results. Okay. So, so, I, I, so wouldn't, you would I wouldn't have suggest have a, that, you know.
0: Okay. So you would have to have a, a difference in the functionality of it.
1: So that's a single-hand garlic press that, that, I don't know, that's the easiest when mom's on the phone. Yep. Another one's probably two-handed one that's easiest for washing. You know, it's, the marking message might even be different.
0: Okay. Okay. But but,
1: but, the, but the 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 the, the um, functionality and, and, and the objective of the product is the same, right? Pressing right. garlic, but they have different you know, Different features. usage. Yeah. 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 Different features,
0: features. Yeah, di- yeah di- different usages. Or if you've seen that there's a problem with people because they're saying, I can't press garlic while I'm on the phone. Sure and sure. then you come up with that thing so yes. okay okay so okay we, we've established that but now what's uh, what i'm trying to get at is what's your process then to get a sale
1: well you, you those are the testing ones so you can just see like okay so abc we launch which one does the best if b does the best and we just scale that and you say yeah how, how do you validate it or you mean how do you scale it
0: no uh, on, okay on so app we app. have we have those we have those three products yep. where do you put them do you put them on amazon
1: Yes. Well okay. we also have we also tested it off, off offline. So we okay. do uh, Facebook ads and stuff. And I think we didn't mention on the on the EU side too, because we, we have um I have a partnership in EU that um he's been doing it for a while too, and we can gather enough market intel to see if this isn't working in the US, can we replicate it in the EU? Gotcha. And maybe EU has a better market than US, so
0: Okay. Okay. So I guess from what I'm hearing is you have a product you want to test. You test it in two different places. You can test it on Amazon. Um, do you immediately run pay-per-click to it or do you just kind of put it on there, optimize it and see if you get sales organically without doing anything?
1: Um, uh, we actually do, um, blast. Like we do a quite, quite aggressive, like uh, PPC just like, okay, so that's what, w- what is the main keyword? And maybe we bid five bucks, five bucks a click, you know, uh-huh. that aggressive to see if it converts. If it converts, at a break-even level, then maybe there's legs. But like I said, you know, like what I'm sharing, it's not super beginner level, so I wouldn't recommend. You know, because we do do in five EU markets as well, and we have off Amazon channels to test it too. So,
0: okay. So, but but I guess what I'm getting at is is that you have a test phase in a sense before yes. you go and you order a ton and and part of i mean the way that i i mean the way that we're doing it right now to simplify things and like you said you can go more advanced if you want to but yeah. our way of our way of testing it very simply is uh number one we optimize it we get it on on uh, on amazon and then we run some pay-per-click aggressively at the listing and then we see if we can convert without any reviews if we can then it's showing us the signs are most likely pointing to go and then we also before we even got started though we also validated it through our own uh, community and our own market or our own email list because we've built that. So oh, yes, we, we
1: do that too. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. So uh, so ours is really, it's kind of like a hybrid, but yet we, we don't have, we don't test like a Facebook ad too directly to the offer. Um, no, we, no,
1: no, no. When I say Facebook ad, we don't test, we don't drive the Facebook traffic to the listing. That, that's how I want to it meant. It's it's more like a lead saying like, okay, if people are willing to buy this, well, what price would they pay? Do they want a coupon? Because we, we set up Shopify sites fairly quickly you know
0: okay so, so you're testing that driving it to a shopify type store
1: <clears throat> yes yes okay i got you
0: okay so okay and j- just so people understand that you know like what you're talking about is definitely a little bit more advanced
1: but yeah so yeah i don't think it's good to kind of because otherwise they, they, they get to information overload and, and i've been doing this not, not super long but it's not easy and it's a grind you know
0: it, it, it totally is. And and so, okay, let's just let's wrap up, though, with if you were if you were advising someone, okay, and you were saying someone came up to you, you go, hey, Justin, I love what you're doing, man. How do I get started in this thing? What would be your recommendation? Like, what would be the first thing that they could do to actually get started or take what they're currently doing and and, you know, scale it a little bit?
1: How much? Uh, so the most uh, realistic question is how much cash would they willing to sacrifice if nothing works out? Because actually, for me, nine to five is is this the easiest path? You, you know, like like doing this, it's it's not for humans, you know. <laughs> at, 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 at least for me, you know, it's like it's a daily grind. Like nine to five, like after work, I'll go home, crack a beer. <laughs> that's pretty chill to me. And, and that's not, but that's not what I want. So uh, if you want to ask someone, like. Oh, how to, ask me how to get started? Like first, okay, do you really want to be your own boss? And, yeah. you know that that's a that's a mindset thing because sometimes in the show you talk about like big mind stuff, stuff mindset mindset stuff. And yeah, I, I, I meditate for a couple of years now, and I reflect a lot a lot about myself, about who you really are and who, mm. who do you want. So I think that the first question, if I want to give suggestions, like ask yourself, who do you really want to be? And and do you want to be your own boss or just kind of have a cushy job? Because there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Because 70 percent, I think I read some statistics saying 70 percent of the people just want to get paid and do stuff and then go home with their wife and kids after a certain timeline, which is fine. Because I have a bunch of uh, friends in in the States that, 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 that do that. But that's not for me. Okay, so if that's given, if that's not for me, what else can I do to be financially independent or financially free?
0: Mm.
1: Although the the upfront investment on the time and energy might be greater, but the result is what I want to achieve. So if mm. that's the case, what, what, you can weigh it. what do you want to sacrifice to get what you want. You know, delay gratification, know that. So and then yeah. don't get me wrong. Even though you're looking at this number, we're still struggling. Like not struggling, but you know, it's just a daily grind. Yeah, in yeah. Our, you
0: know? So, yeah. And, and again, so, and I want to kind of highlight what you said there. It's like, you know, this isn't for everyone, right? I mean, being an entrepreneur, it doesn't matter if it's this or if it's uh running a landscape business and you have to deal with customers and you have to deal with employees and that's a whole nother thing. But if you just want the punch in punch out, that's fine for me personally. And, I I believe I have the hybrid approach. I mean, I've been doing this now online and supporting my family for over 15 years, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and, and I have that balance where I'm able to, I was able to coach my son all the way through, you know, little league and all that stuff. And I was able to cut off the work time and I still do. I mean, I, I segment out my day because I think that's important, but I am, the wheels are always turning, Mm -hmm. right? I'm always trying. And that's again, going into meditation, that's something that, you know, I'm, trying to, to learn more about and, and trying to even just add a little bit of that into my life, because, you know, I have a, a tough time of turning it off. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. being able to have that mindset or where you can actually turn part of your brain off, which would be the, you know, what are we doing next kind of thing? Cause you always want mm-hmm. to be moving is a tough thing. But, um, I think for anyone that's just starting, like you said, getting the mindset right is number one. Like, why are you doing it? And are you up to the challenge of running your own business and the day-to-day challenges, the ups, the downs, and all of that stuff that comes along with it? Do I think it's possible for anyone to do it? Yes. I there's for every, sure,
1: definitely.
0: I, I mean, everybody has the same amount of resources to me. Yes. yes, you you have a you had an advantage because you kind of had connections in in that space, but you had other things that you had to work for that you didn't have because they weren't there yet.
1: I only have 24 hours as well, you know, Everybody Exactly. Has 24 hours. So.
0: Exactly. But you had those connections because you put yourself into a, a, a space that was working for a company that opened up a couple doors for you. So it all kind of led you to where you are, that you took advantage of that because you've seen that as an opportunity. You know, I have a new brand that we just launched that I'm, I'm fortunate because now we have someone that's in front of the business. They're driving the social part of the business. That That to me is a huge part of this. I didn't have that two years ago.
1: But I have mm-hmm. it now
0: because I got a connection opened up and the door opened and then we partnered and all that fun stuff. So, all right. So I'm, well, I want to wrap.
1: To kind of add, like you were saying, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, entrepreneur stuff, like time, like calling, making your own time schedule. That's another huge plus. Oh, huge. That's why you want to get into it. And, and to add on the meditation part and you saying, like, you want to turn off the brain, I have a suggestion. Like, I mean, even though I, I think I'm, I'm just still young and I can give you a suggestion is that um, it's not about – turning it off or on, it's just being present and mindful mm-hmm. about it. So that's the best, I agree. Best, best best, example I can give is that emotions, it, it's it come and goes, right? It, it's kind of like a clouds or, or a thunderstorm. You can either be under the, the storm clouds or just go home. Imagine in your mental clouds, right? If you're so angry, but you're so clouded in this anger emotion at the present moment, why don't you just step out, go back in the house and look at that cloud from the window, and mm. being a person, like, okay, I'm angry now, but not being inside that emotion. So that that might um, help with you, um, mindful-wise, because I do Headspace, and not, no, no, we're not affiliate either, so. I, just I actually,
0: I, I have Headspace, and I've I've constantly tried to commit to doing it every day, mm-hmm. and I guess the hardest part is, is that I'm not locking myself into a certain time. I, I'm very mm-hmm. structured to where I need to fit it into a time block. And sure. then, and then do that almost like I'm reporting to a job in a sense, right? Like I need uh-huh. that structure and I've done headspace a few times and I've gotten as far as like maybe 10 or 12 days in a row and okay. then, and then I'll lose it and then I'll get back in and then I'll lose <laughs> it. And it's kind of like working out. It's like, if you don't, uh-huh. if I don't set that time at six 30 in the morning to work out and I say, yeah. I'll just do it at one o'clock in the afternoon as an entrepreneur, I don't do it. Yeah. I'm just, well, in, I'm
1: Inertia, you know, inertia. That's what they say. You just sometimes just got to get it going. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to definitely, after talking to you, I know that it's, it's big. And and I know we went into some, some deep stuff there, mental stuff. I think that, and I'm always fascinated with that because it's something that I think a lot of people, including myself struggle with every single day. Um, And and like you said, being present, that's a huge one for me because you know, I've got three kids. Um, Uh They range from nine years old to 19 year olds to 22 years old. And everyone is in a different phase. And I look back and I go, wow, like I felt like I was present, but was I really present? Mm-hmm. You know, and and now I try to sit when I have lunch with my kids or my my wife. I try to just be into that conversation and not thinking about what I want to be doing or that I could be doing or should be doing. Well, um,
1: even even though when those mind popped up, it's okay to have them, but it's just acknowledging. It's like, hmm, I'm having conversation with my wife, but now I'm thinking about my product launch and my PPC yeah. campaign. It's okay to have those, yeah, but not to get boggle on, on, on like not to hook on it you know it's yeah. just like hmm, it's there but it's gonna go away it's just like a highway you know it comes and go you know like where do you want to focus do you want to focus on a specific car or just look at it from a drone view you know like a bird's eye view yeah, so that's like my that. suggestion so
0: yeah no I, I appreciate that man I'm gonna yes. definitely uh definitely take uh take your advice on that because like I said it's something that I think a lot of people struggle with including myself and um, and I don't think you're ever going to nail it a hundred percent. You're going to have those, but if you have tools and, and things like you're mentioning and exercises to kind of get your mind right, it can pull you out of, uh, out of that space for a little bit. And, and, and
1: it, def- it definitely gets worse with the internet age. You know, the, the, oh. the, I think people's attention is shorter than the, sometime we run a Facebook ad and then people look at a 30 second video, only eight seconds. Yeah. That's shorter than a goldfish. Like, how, yeah, how can yeah. we run a 30 second video ad and people only go watch eight seconds? I still don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: it, it's that news feed, man. You're just scrolling yeah. through and, oh, and you see something scroll and then you, you sit on it for eight seconds and then boom, you're on to the next. It's like, yeah, the attention span is so short.
1: So um, imagine the challenge we have to do as, as a product seller or even crazy. any 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 brand owners. You have to call to action within eight seconds or 10 seconds, get your message yeah. across. That's insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it really is. It really is. Well, hey man, I could sit here and talk another hour with you about mindset stuff, but I want to wrap this up. Sure. Um again, I wanna I wanna thank you for coming on. I think it's it's uh, just always it's always interesting just to hear how people got to where they are. And and I think that there's no one set way to do it, but I think the couple things that you've highlighted here that I wanna just highlight again is that number one, the 80-20 rule. Like, yes. you know, you have to understand that there's gonna be There's going to be 80% of the things you do that don't really work that well, but there's going to be 20% that do. And those are the ones that you're going to focus on. But it's like you said too, if, if you have, if you have, uh, if you know that your, uh, your 20th product is going to be the one, but you only launched two, you, you didn't get there yet, Yeah, right? You didn't give it a chance. Um, so I just really want to highlight the 80, 20, I'll put the, sh- the link to that book in the show notes if you guys are interested in that, but just, it's basically the whole gist of it is, is, is that, uh, you know, 20% of the, of the things that you do are really the driving force behind what you should be focusing on. Because that's the stuff that that really pays off. Um, So hey, I just want to thank you again, Justin, all the way from Taiwan, which is crazy. And uh, I might even have to have you come back on uh, because I want to talk to you more about this mindset stuff. I think that you're, of course, yeah, you're very, very uh, into that, and you uh, you know a thing or two about it. So I'd love to just even go deeper into that discussion. So if you're up for it, I'd definitely love to have you back on.
1: Yes. And I mean, like, I mean, last word for the listener: like never stop learning. You know, I, I listen to podcasts like 1.5 to two times the speed. So I can just learn as much as I can in a short period of time. And I mean, if people need any help, like, you know, you can, you can put my email on, on the show notes and I'm glad to help, you know, cause I also believe in the whole karma thing. You know, if I give back, Something's gonna come back in the universe, that kind of stuff.
0: I, I I believe that wholeheartedly, and that's why the podcast has been out there published. And um, you know, yes, uh, you know, after after some time, we've we've had ways that we've we've been able to to monetize it. But the main thing is, is it's free for people to listen to. It Doesn't cost yes. you a dime. And uh, I know the more I put out there, the more that people will will learn and they'll hopefully get some type of result or some type of life changing thing in their life. And it doesn't even have to be, you know money wise i've had so many people yeah. that said scott i was in a dark place and and i, I listened to your podcast and it pulled me <laughs> out and it gave me hope you know and it was yeah. like cool man like that's awesome um, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, we'll definitely, we'll, we'll put all your information in the show notes sure. and uh, and then from there, if anyone wants to reach out to you and uh, like I said, I'd love to get you back on the show. We could talk about some mindset stuff. So Justin, yeah. I wanna thank you once again, brother. And thank you so much for sharing that email. I'm actually taking that email and I'm printing it out and I'm putting it on my thank you wall. <laughs> so that will be there and uh, I'll look at that from time to time because that's just a reminder um, from for what I'm doing here with the podcast that it is reaching people and people are actually using it and they're getting some type of results. So
1: Excellent. I wanna thank you. It is you, quite brother. a funny email email address don't ask me how i got that but that's an old email address <laughs>
0: <laughs> well hey man i appreciate it uh why don't you go to bed or something man or you're gonna be probably yeah. working because you're yeah
1: i'm, I'm working because the time zone stuff it's a bit tricky <laughs>
0: so, yeah. all right man well hey take care yeah. and uh and keep me posted all right
1: all right nice talking to you scott thank, thanks hey. for everything as well so
0: yeah no problem thank you and uh yeah, yeah keep keep doing it man
1: yeah bye
0: bye all right, so there you go. A lot of of detail there, a lot of deep diving, mental stuff, like mindset, like building a business, different mindset as far as like how to attack a market, and and should it be B2B or you know, whatever, right? There's a ton that we covered there, and I hope that you got value. I love doing these because again, I learn through this process. I learn that everyone's business model is just a little bit different, which makes it really, really cool because I'm always learning. But again, I wanted to just say, again, thank you so much, Justin, for coming on. And also everyone else that's reached out to me and has shared a story with me and now with the TAS audience, I wanna thank everyone there as well because I get a lot of people that say they love hearing different people with different stories because everyone is just a little bit different, all right? And I don't want you to look at this number either and saying, wow, look at $400,000. It seems so far out there. You know, he had $20,000 last year, right? The whole year. So you have to start somewhere. You know, I always say start, you know, looking at maybe your first thousand. And that's kind of why we built our 1K Fast Track class because it's a way for you to get started and kind of get the wheels moving and the wheels turning, Um, If you guys are brand new and you wanted to check out that, you can head over to 1kfasttrack.com. You can learn out more uh, about that. But uh, I would also encourage you to, again, just start. Like, just start something. I don't care if it's buying something and flipping it on eBay. Whatever it is, just get started because you will learn through this process. Guys, there was a ton that we went over. If you want to download the show notes, head over to TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 407. You'll get the transcripts. Any notes or details or links that we've shared there will be on that page, all right? So TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 407. And uh, yeah, just again, want to say thank you to all of you that have shared your stories here on the podcast, and I look forward to sharing a bunch more. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Say it with a little energy today. (laughs) Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.